everybody, welcome back to the illustrious Touch the City podcast. It's your boy Fax Mercury, aka Craigflex, aka uh that's the new shit my man's be singing. <laughs> Buckle you trying to get on a suckle yang. That dude from Baltimore, that barber. <laughs> Does he make it? It's so made up language. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put me on. Please put me on. You gotta see that shit. Yo, I James described it as it sounds like he's talking in reverse and somebody's still playing it forward. And I said it sounds like somebody's fast forwarding through a conversation, only just you know, like snippets <laughs> of each other. It's the craziest shit. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about it for like the last two weeks because it makes no sense. Anyways, <laughs> we are back, and of course, I'm joined by the like I said, what was it, Mister German Engineering? Mister German doing Engineering doing donuts in the in a, in a blizzy. Doing donuts in the blizzy, the young M five fifty. Call himself. that a powder donut. The, you call that shit the powder donut, son. You already know, son. Turn the uh the the the, the panty into I don't even know the donut blizzy. You know what I'm saying? I just was doing my thing out there, son. Just drifting, figure eighting. You know what I'm saying? Young got Asan Diop, you know, shout out to my man's Lupin. You feel me? You know, we out there in the streets, man. Just gentleman's burglar. You know what I'm saying? Oh, That's what you got to refer to me as. You know what I mean? Gentleman's burglar. Yeah, man. So, you know, James Bond. Because we Bond. here robbing the 1% on the stock market. That's what we're doing. We're going to talk about that one, too, we're right? We're going to go get to that one. So we're oh, back, man. episode 37. So, of course, I have to start off with the patented Touch the City question. What did you do this week? How was your time away from the podcast? Uh, I mean, it was a it was a pretty hectic week, uh, definitely compared to the use. Um, uh, obviously, owning uh, newer cars, I had to bring them back to the dealership recently uh, just for some mate uh, needed, uh, I guess, after purchase service. Like anytime you buy a car, pretty much within the first month or two, you're going to bring it back for some reason. Mm-hmm. So I had to bring it back and... Um, and uh, we were given some loaners, uh, like actually Shy's truck. They gave her another X3. And my fucking ass, I got an M550. This cheap ass dealership puts me in that X1. So <laughs> I'm driving home in a little fucking X1 hatchback. Yeah. Fucking fuming. Car. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I parked that thing and didn't touch that shit for a week. That shit was the worst. <laughs> like, so pretty much. Like, you know what? I don't need to drive anymore. <laughs> I don't need to drive no more. Yo, you know what? This staying at home thing ain't that bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> Social distancing. Excuse me. So. You know, my ass just stayed at home and uh, pretty much just waited to get the car back. So the cars now are back in my possession. But bum ass uh, BMW of Springfield, and I do got to shout you out, bum ass BMW of Springfield. Uh, we brought brought the car there for a coolant leak, and then they give the car back with a coolant leak. So it's just kind of <laughs> like, yo, what did you do? What did you do? I'm telling you, these dealerships, they don't matter if they're... And, and this is a certified pre-owned car to all my people that boast, oh, certified pre-owned, buy your car brand new, buy it brand new, buy a certified Wasting pre-owned. money buying anything brand new. Bruh. The, Especially the, like, cars, because the moment you come off the lot with that, you just lost... You lo- like, you burning your money, man. The value. You're burning your money. And I'm telling you, all the guys that CPO, brand new car, this, that, that love flexing on people, they're just losing at the game. You got to let them lose, though, because that allows people like me to win. So this truck, you know, CPO got to go back for another Cooley leak. Um, thankfully, my car was 100% good. And, you know, th- there wasn't really any issues. I brought it in um, just to actually get um, pieces replaced that I wanted to replace as a part of um, a- as agreement in the sale. 
Um, you know, at least uh, when you guys are getting to negotiating sales and shit on cars and things like that. I know people have done it, but anybody who hasn't done it or if you're looking to do that shit, sometimes like, you know, rather than getting upfront discounts, because I'm telling you a lot of the times dealerships are very, very reluctant to give you those things. If they, unless it's a bad rent, um, mm-hmm. it has to be like a Nissan. I mean, with all due respect, a Subaru, uh, you know, a lot of these Japanese brands, the ones that aren't doing that great in America, they're the ones that are going to be more reluctant to give you the deals on the cars because they've been sitting on the lots. That's the reason why you get those deals. But otherwise, you're going to be able to work those things in through like, okay, I want this replaced on my car or, hey, you know what? The wheels and tires on this car cost a lot of money. What does your warranties look like? I want $1,000 off or $500 off of that. They're more willing to work with you when you do things like that rather than being upfront about, okay, I need $5,000 off this sale. That shit ain't happening. So, uh, you know, my my wiseness, my wise um, behavior has just allowed me to work that into my deal. So I had a lot of stuff replaced. The car looks brand new, man. It's just pretty cool, like, function, function functionality-wise and just functioning. It's just really, really, like, well, like, it's pretty much brand new. And then, um, you know, I, I'm on top of the warranties and things like that, I mean, the car is just perfect, like, and I, you know, I don't want to go into a rant about CPO versus used and things like that because my car is used the truck, uh, which is Cheyenne drives. That is actually CPO. And it was kind of like a mini scientific study that I'm doing, you know, to kind of see, all right, which car is going to have more issues over the long term? You know, does that stuff even matter? You know, so yeah. stay tuned. Hit me up, you know, in, in the future, y'all, y'all going to be able to find out a little more about that if, if you want to learn a little bit more about that. Now, on to the next I actually dropped a video on YouTube. Uh, that has been a while. I haven't done content something like that in a king. minute. Yeah, just a content. I tried to be a content king for the first time in a minute. You know what I'm saying? We out here dropping podcasts. You know what I'm saying? We out here going to be on the YouTube too. Right? And, you know, you're still going to see me on Twitter. You feel me? So content in three form factors. You feel me? Out here. So um, that shit was pretty dope though, bro. Like, I mean, I did that. Uh, exhaust. I was showing off How the did car. that feel to put out content? Uh, it, it actually or, felt pretty I know cool. you put out content and now it's a little bit more consistent again yeah no honestly it's getting a little more consistent i've been chopping up this video I've actually been ready to drop it i've just been kind of holding back uh it's just pov driving clips that i got like chopped up and it, it just felt good it felt good because it was just like damn like given everything going on like every time i was trying to do something i was thinking a lot about it like man should i really get out there and try to like create right now given everything that's going on and you know i I, I don't know. Like, it's something about, like, just heading into 2021, um, you know, like that. It's just making me say, like, you know, I got to, for for reasons beyond myself, I have to get up and do things. Like, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I, I have to make sure that I'm just putting my best foot forward, being a good example uh, of just excellence, just not for myself, but, like, just for those around me. That's shit like that is just important to me. And, um, you know, I don't know. Like, I just feel like when I was just, like, really to myself about my creativity was very like isolating. And sometimes it, it can like be very depressing, you know, when you're thinking too hard about like why you don't want to share. So I was just like, yo, fuck it. I got to put out a video. I put that video out and mad people showed love, bro. Like that shit was mad dope. First off, cause I didn't promote it at all. Like, and like, I didn't dropped. like, I just dropped that shit. That's how I am with anything I do. I just drop it. Mad people showed love. People was hitting me up about collabs. I was like, yo, that shit is crazy. Like, you know, like YouTube is trying to collab with me, you know, you know, obviously because of the type of car it is, I can understand. But like the fact that that shit is just off the jump, like that's crazy. So I'm just trying to like 
you know, I'm navigating that right now, you know, planning content just for the future, like the different modifications mm-hmm. power-wise, cosmetically, you know, maybe even potential car trips, the actual collabs that I want to get into and, you know, just the potential growth that comes with YouTube because um, there's so many things that you can do, like, beyond you, behind YouTube. I don't know, like, I talk about it, but, like, it's more so because I've watched it, but, like, now, I don't know, 26 years old, I'm going on 27. I might actually be actually looking at the business side of YouTube. Like, I've been, like, peering into, you know, how potentially if I'm uh, creating videos, like, using my car, creating videos tied to my car or tied to certain things, whether it's around my household or certain things within my life. I was reading online about how things can somehow file under, or not somehow, it's not, like, fraudulently, but legitimately, um, YouTubers are sole proprietors. Like you guys, you're also sole proprietorships. By tax season, depending on, and it's not really necessarily dependent on, but if your workflow implies or your track record implies that you are a business or operating as a business, attempting to become monetized under YouTube's guidelines, like you can like get a lot of benefits under the tax guidelines of the government for doing those things. So things like my car, uh, factor under transportation costs. And like, that's not the first person that's ever told me that. A lot mm-hmm. of people I know personally have um, purchased cars under the guise of a business or something that they're doing on YouTube or they're doing something in some other business branch, but they're able mm-hmm. to buy entire cars and write them off as um, business expenses. And, you know, imagine that, like, you know, dude pull up in an M550 and I'm just like, yo, dude, the car's paying for itself because I like creating videos because I actually enjoy doing that. It's something I never thought about, but I'm actually thinking about now. So that alone has just been pretty cool as hell. And um, other than that, though, I mean, I've just been pretty much in the house, uh, worked from home for the last two weeks. I mean, on top of uh, a relatively, well, not relatively, an extremely cold two weeks. I mean, we got hit with the big ass blizzy. Blizzy, blizzy right now god damn yeah, that right now yeah they were like oh you know mm-hmm. um first it was like i'll declare a state of emergency i'm like all right you know we always get that you know new york we're, we're always there's like 70 percent chance it gets hyped up and then it actually mm-hmm. turns out to be a light dusting of light dusting so as always we're like yeah we'll see what happens and then i saw it i was like oh no nah, it's snowing then i was like oh wait it's sticky mm-hmm. and then the next day i was like it's still going i'm like oh shit like yeah, actually really got snow. Yeah, we really, yeah. really got snow. And that's really how, like, that shit threw me off because pretty much, the, like, the first day, like, it was just kind of like the light sticking, like, that very, very first night. And, I, you know, like, you think going into the next day, I right, it's going to chill out. Nah, it's in full blast. And it was just really on us. So I'm just like, yo, this shit suck. Crazy. So I'm like, <laughs> but, I, but I mean, it, 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 you know, it's fun because obviously, you know, I got to get that maiden cruising in both the truck and the, 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 the sedan. So it's just kind of like, you know, getting to experience that and have the fun. Yeah. And, you know, I shot a little bit of content in both of those two. You know, I don't know if I'm going to drop it because it was kind of just like me driving and, um, you know, doing a lot of like donuts and spinning out and doing crazy shit like that. So I got to like figure out how I want to sniff it up. And But it was mad fun, though. It is honestly like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, like, that's what matters. Yeah, that's what matters. Like, yo, having fun. So, you know, um, you know, shit, my back hurts. I had to shovel like crazy. But at the same time, these are the moments in life we live for, man. You know, you live your life with your cars, you, your 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 hobbies, you enjoy them, you do what you need to do. So, yeah, yeah that was uh, pretty much my week. How about you, bro? Shit, yeah, it was it was a good, interesting point um, that you had made earlier that mm-hmm. I too am uh, struggle with about like 
you know, you, you build up things in your head when you're creating stuff. And then sometimes you go through that, like, oh, yeah, this is going to be something I can't wait to. Then you come to it at like a day or two later and you're like, you know what? Like, I don't want to release this. And then you come back at it again. You're like, you know what? Like, I really just need to. So I'm finding ways to get through that and just say, like, I'm going to release the shit I've been working on. And like, you know, I don't need it to be not necessarily polished up perfectly, but I don't need to hold myself to this really extremely high standard of something like, hey, listen, I like what I'm doing. Like, that should just be enough for me to want to share that shit. So, um, yeah, because I'm I'm trying to pull together like a bunch of songs and stuff like that, which is what I was working on. And also, like, I, I know last podcast I mentioned I was picking up guitar more. So because of that, like, I'm starting to use guitar um, to come up with interesting ideas as a part of the songs that I'm making. And so I'm, like, really trying to not necessarily push the boundaries, but I'm, like, finding an intersection. I feel like I'm getting closer to, like, an intersection of, like, doing crazy shit from my uh way of guitar playing and incorporating into the kind of shit I make and it resulting in like yo this is this could be really unique if I do this correctly and it's like I want to make sure that I'm doing it at, with respect to you know making sure like it's authentic to me mm-hmm. um so that's been like the majority of my time just trying to like figure out like how can I really do this while guitar playing I'm thinking of but make it sound hot and it's not too like alienating in a way to people because mm-hmm. <laughs> i know like like i listen to a bunch of different music and i listen to like you know uh, a bunch of different rock and metal and like really odd shit and i like some of the stuff that they do in there because it's very like jazz influence so i'm trying to like bring that over I, i'm just trying to do some new shit and i feel like if i do it correctly it could be really fucking cool um yeah other than that it's just been staying at home damn blizzy uh just trying to get shit together in the crib um <laughs> My sister bought us an arrow garden, which is oh, like, it's, it's almost like a Keurig for plants in the way that like, it's like a six pod thing. And they come in like almost like little Keurig cups. And so like you, it, it comes like a halogen lights or whatever to like simulate the sun. You know what I'm talking about? Those really high power LEDs so mm-hmm. I stay on like 16 hours a day, basically like rapidly grows like plants. So the shit that we have is like salad. So like when it grows and it's done, we could eat that shit <laughs> oh shit how long is it gonna take like i've actually always wondered like, like how 14 days it's like two what? weeks where we can pluck it so like we see it like coming out of the thing already because it's like the light is always on and it it has like you, it, it, the system is designed so it has like plant food so basically it's just like accelerating or i feel like it's just accelerating like the plant growth so That's it's crazy you see them like budding already at the top so i'm like it'll be soon before we could take that and start using that shit Eating yo that you're really about to become self-sustaining in a crib that's really dope <laughs> it's dope yeah yeah i'm never about to leave that crib yo <laughs> you're about to be over there. Nah, I, I wouldn't even blame you though honestly but like that that is super dope though because i'm honestly that is one of my things like I, I hope one day like when i actually get to like truly like read you and like like my landscaping situation yeah. and really get like the backyard of my dreams like yeah, I would love to do planting, like as create gardening and do different, like whether it's actual things that I harvest myself or, you know, it's just going to be for beautification. Like, you know, it's like either one is just going to be pretty dope. And like, yeah, man, just being able to eat the actual things like shit. I mean, have you guys ever thought about what else you're going to like grow other than lettuce or are you guys well, growing anything like, else? Like, 
uh like spinach sleeves we don't know exactly because it's not like the name of it in the way that it says spinach mm. it's like cordova you know like the, the the latin name for it or whatever like whatever oh, okay. subgenus and order of plants that exists in totalis philicus or some crazy <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> so we're like all right i guess some latin root names <laughs> it's just like we just gonna see what it looks like when it grows um no, nah, we have it because I guess we just want to see how this goes. I mean, it'll definitely, I don't think it'll, well, I can't say, I don't know how it'll turn out, but I'm assuming it'll, we'll use it in not necessarily like a main capacity, but like, oh, look, this is always just growing. We could just incorporate that shit little by little. Mm. It's like okay. toss some stuff in as opposed to like saying, we're never going to buy <laughs> any type of salad anymore. We're just going to grow it. Like, nah, that's, that's too much. There's no way it could, um, you know, like override that. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, like those have definitely been that. And then um, in preparation for Insecure Season 5, we just rewatched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I did ask for God, like a lot of us. So we just rewatched Insecure 1 through 4. And I was just like, damn, yo, these people got to get it together. <laughs> yeah, nah, but <laughs> yeah, Insecure is just, it's a mess of a show. Like, honestly, like when you really just look back and rewatch it, sometimes you're just like, yo, why the hell? Like, since I was looking back, I'm like, damn, why was I addicted to this? I love that show though, at the same time. I think it's just because it's a black show, specifically just because it's yeah. so black. It's like unapologetically black. I was, I yeah, it. that's exactly what I was saying. I was like, I love it because it's, it's just, yeah, it's just a black show that's highlighting black people and like doesn't necessarily feel forced. It's not like, oh, the black show is just like it just happens to be with black people. And yeah, you know, it's dialogue written by black people too. It's not going to be like no white people dialogue. Yeah, black people are like, hey, pal, what's up? How's your day, dude? Like, it's yeah. Not gonna- like, none of that. Like, yeah, the energy. Actually, it's so funny you say that. Like, when you actually just think about that. <laughs> yo, you really got me dying. Like, the energy of a white, like, script. <laughs> you can tell when a white person wrote the script versus a yo, black. you can tell it every fucking time, bro. That's why when people, like, you know, call for representation, I'm like, yo, we need representation from top to bottom. Like, I don't want to see black people on screen if the shit they're saying is white as fuck. I'm like, yeah. yo, you- only cast a black person to say, look, it's a black person on camera. Nothing else about the character is black at all. Exactly. Like, like come like, on. Like, fucking, like, some random part of Michigan or some shit and, like, went to, like, all white school. I'm like, bro, you just... You come just, on, son. He's just not going to be able to, like, act like he's a dude from New York, the inner streets of New York City. He's in a, they like, get afraid of that. Like, he can't just be, like... Ugh. So, oh, yeah. yeah, that's definitely why. But, yeah, so that was definitely my week. Um, so let's jump into it. Shit, let's um, get into it, bro. So Pop I would say mama. let's let's get into the light stuff. That NBA. Where Energy. We, we're now, what, 20 games in? So we're about a fourth of the way through the season. Yeah. And it's it's looking pretty interesting so far. Yeah, no, it's looking pretty interesting. I mean, you know, I want to say, what, a quarter way through in, into the season, just like you said. I mean, we have a lot of, like, contenders honestly like when you actually look at the standings i was checking it out earlier and it's just like i think there's a three-way tie right now for first in the west between the lakers the clippers i mean the clippers have the clear cut i think because they're 16 and 5 but utah and then you have the lakers are right there um at, at a half game back so i mean you know right now in the west there's not really a clear cut favorite unless you're just going the champs I mean, I would say the Lakers would have to be that because, you know, realistically, when they want to turn it on, like, they turn it on. They've shown that they have the offense to compete with anybody. 
And defensively, if they want to say, all right, for seven games, we're trying to figure you out as a team and we're going to defeat that team, they, they've done it. Like, they've done it en route to a title and they did it last year. And, um, I mean, I think if I had to go early pick in the West to threaten their throne, it would have to be the Clippers right now. And I hate to say that given yeah, who the Clippers yeah. have been. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, nothing's really changed in terms of everybody's still playing well. Mm-hmm. In terms of like the standings, it's like a little loose, but like, yeah, everybody's still, if you were a title contender, still going to be one this year. Like it doesn't, it hasn't changed like all that much, despite like saying, oh, that the Clippers imploded or whatever. You could say that, but like, you know, the regular season, they're at the very least going to show up. Like they'll be yeah. the only team probably to, to really, yeah, like you said, really contest if they're really playing contesting. on their A game. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, you know, yeah, like, I, 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 you know, honestly, the the Clippers are playing better. Like, there's little things about the team, you know, whether it's Serge Ibaka, just like they said, I mean, Nicholas Batum has been a massive, like, addition. Those two pieces. And then, I mean, even surprisingly, uh, what's the name of that guy from Detroit? Let me get his name right, right here because I'm looking at the team. But um, they, they went ahead and got that guy, uh, Luke Kennard, shooting guard off the bench. Oh, yeah. I mean... You know, like it's it's just really odd people and odd names that you know people were making fun of them for picking up. That's panning out right now. Like, so you really gotta just respect their, them as a uh, as a ball club right now. And and honestly, with another season under their belt, like I think a lot of people were undermining what that could mean. Like, you know what I I liken their revenge season to the San Antonio Spurs when they lost in seven games to the Heat that year. Yeah, and they like, and they watch yeah. that game fall apart, and right in their hands, they just watch it fall out of their hands. And like the next that, season, they fucking bro, turn that shit on. Bro, they broke up the big three the following season. So, like, I'm just saying, like, you know, people should not sleep on the on the Clippers and just like what the hunger or what the the like what the the pain of defeat and embarrassment of the highest level like that could do to a team. Because, man, Tim Duncan came back with a mi- on a mission next year. Kawhi Leonard came back on a mission the next year. Manu Ginobili, you know, Tony Parker, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. Like, Patty Mills, all of them. All men, them, all right? All of them. <laughs> right? Them, them, them dudes came back with a vengeance. And, I mean, Paul George is looking like an MVP candidate. Kawhi Leonard is looking like an MVP candidate. That's all you need. And you got a championship coach. I mean, championship DNA with Serge Ibaka, Kawhi. Yeah. I mean, like, I, mean really, I think they made better pickups in the offseason than the uh, Lakers did. You think? I actually, you know what? Like, I think the Lakers had slightly overrated pickups in Mark Gasol. Because Mark Gasol, to me, is like, he's in a mobile big. I, th- I, I think know. I said that, that on the pod before. That Toronto that Toronto series really showed me a lot. Mm-hmm. Like last, it just, you know, he's just not yeah, that. He's, like, he, he's not who he used to be anymore. Yeah, I don't think defensively, at yeah. the very least. Like, and he could still make up. an impact offensively like Jokic because he can pass the ball. Like, he yeah. he can pass the ball, he can stretch the floor, but he's not, like, as fat, as, as silly as this sounds, he's not as fast as Jokic. I know, like, Jokic don't move that fast, but, like... But that dude is, like, he he's, like, slow fast in a weird way. Like, his moves quick. is quick and crafty, yeah. So, I mean, you know, yeah, like, I, I think outside of... Uh, what is his name? Dennis Schroeder. I mean, you know. <laughs> Did I get that off? Did I get that off? I tried to. I, yo, I couldn't tell you either way. I'd just be looking at that shit. I'd be like, Schroeder? I don't know. Yo, Schroeder? Like, I didn't even know. I just tried to do whatever there. But that, my, my boy Dennis the Menace, that's how LeBron would name him. 
That boy, yeah. six man of the year candidate, he gets it done. And then uh, what's his name? Uh, THC. That boy is just like he's just been showing up. That dude, uh, I think he's a, a rookie or a sophomore yeah. or whatever. Uh, they're uh, looking pretty good. They're definitely looking pretty good. I mean, I I think of all the threats, though, yeah, it would just have to be the Clippers, and that's just out west. And you know, you look out over the east. I mean, <laughs> you know, are we are we fear? Do we fear the east? The Philly is looking good though at fifteen and six. Philly I don't want to hate on good, them. Yeah. I don't I, either, but. I'm not, like ready to, I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to crown them yet. Yeah, yeah. I need to see in them the, get in the to the playoffs, finals. They can easily get exposed. Exactly. They need to get to the finals. I need to see if Brooklyn is really about anything because Brooklyn is losing a lot of games. What they've shown me is that they are an offensive-driven team to the point where it's like, like they are going to lose a lot of games. But man, in a seven-game series, they are still going to be a very hard team to beat. It's not going to be easy to yeah, dispatch they're them. They're coming and. Like we said, if you stagger those minutes and come time where you need to generate offense and the games are slower in the playoffs, like you got three guys that can 100% generate an offense. Generate so offense. That might, they're gonna yeah, get that might be the difference maker. But I'm curious yeah. about maybe Boston, you know, really doubling down this year and saying like, you know what? Like, we're tired of this shit. We want to be respected a little bit more. And, the you know, the two young wings have been showing up. They've shown real great growth this year. Like They're, yeah. they're, they're playing phenomenally. Nah, they've stepped up big time, honestly. Like, and oh man, I always just think like, yo, man, if we could have got Jalen Brown, the San Antonio Spurs, I remember like they were on the table. They yeah. had Jalen Brown on the table. They should have went for him, and they should have just took him. They should have took him for Kawhi and that pick or whatever it was. Like that would have been a steal. That would have been crazy. That would have been good. Yeah, Boston looks good because of that. And yeah. they really they bet high on Jason Tatum, and that shit has paid off one hundred percent. Yeah, now those two guys are going to be great, great uh, wings in the future, going into the future. They are now already, but uh, going into the future, they're going to be a deadly duo like for a long time, honestly. Better keep them together because you ain't going to get like that no time soon. Nah, we're in, honestly. Like, I, yeah, honestly, you got to really think about it. Like, I don't even know who's next. Like, I that actually, like, that notion and conversation itself is just, the next generation of players. It's like, you know, I know Zion was the hype. Zion is coming to the league. And I don't want to say Zion is kind of disappointed because I'm going to actually pull over, go over to pull up his uh, stats right now. But, I mean, sitting at 7-12, and 12, New Orleans right now, and I'm not going to blame it just on him. I mean, is it is it safe to say he's kind of disappointed, like him and his team? Like, No, he... I think it's way too early. I think if we start doing that now, it feeds that, you know, win for me now mentalities that I feel like a lot of rookies get subjected to. Like, you don't, you know, like, there's never, there's a way harder expectations that you have to produce in, like, your first two, three years. And I feel like for him, I feel like he never really gotten a rhythm of playing NBA games. I mean, he played what and then got injured. Yeah, he uh, played 24 games in the 2019 to 20 season. Yeah. So, yeah, he didn't even get his feet wet. But you're right. And I mean, you know, like, I'm being hard on him. Like, realistically, in those 24 games, he averaged 22, 6, yeah. and 2. So, like, he he was putting up points. Like, he he's shown that, okay, that college average, like, because that's his college average. He was putting up, yeah. like, 23 points per game, like, 6 to 7 rebounds, probably, like, 3 assists a game or something like that. He could do it. Or I think he can be an impactful player. It's just, you know, definitely going to take some time. And I can't imagine... Uh, trying to play in a pandemic and whatever changes in the schedule 
you know, he's never gotten to, you know, adjust to a full 82 game regular NBA schedule. So I'm curious to see if that, you know, not necessarily will stunt his growth, but if it will contribute to him having a slower, slower increase to where I think he could be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're right. And what, I, I and think... What's the expectation for him too? What do you, what's your expectation? <sighs> I mean, Z- you know, Zion, we're talking like Zion at the very minimum, I think is was supposed to be like Charles Barkley-esque. Like he, he's supposed to be like that level of a player. I know people was comparing him to like saying he was like, oh, he's the most hyped player since LeBron James. Like people were saying that. And I mean, like having that much hype doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be as good per se. Don't get me wrong. That means you're going to be a star in that caliber, though. And I do think he has to be like MVP-esque type of a player at one point in his career. And I think he has that potential. I mean, right now he's averaging 18 games, 32 minutes, 32.8 minutes. He has 23.5 points per game on, uh, what is it, 2.3 assists, 7.6 rebounds. He's shooting 67% at the free throw line, so he has to become a better free throw shooter. 30% from three, so he's a best shootout from three. He's not good at three-point shooter. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think that was a complaint regardless that he... That's not that he needed to become a better three-point shooter, yeah. yeah he wasn't really a his his first season, I mean, he, he shot not even... It was .6 three-pointers per game. And hit point three, so he shot forty two point nine percent his rookie season on, on twenty four games. Less than one attempt. Less than one attempt. So on less than one attempt, he's shooting thirty percent. It's probably it all right. People were ready to forgive, or people would forgive his poor three pointer if he turned out to be a really unstoppable force in the paint. Yeah, like the way he just like barrels through. Like I think you could just be like, all right, like if you're gonna do yeah. that, like. Nah, okay. yeah, that's where he's like Charles Barkley. His ability yeah. to like fight off people in the rebound game and his strength down low is just too much. Like he just his, he's yeah. banging. And- so you say MVP caliber? You think like he can lead a oh, team? Yeah. He could be that Easy. alpha, that superstar. What does he- that look like in terms of stats? I, I think if he gets MVP, he's gonna do a thirty point per game, uh, thirty points, ten re- ten to like fourteen rebounds, somewhere in that range, and then like. I want to say probably five assists. He'll probably do like 30 points. 40. Like a, It's going to look like a Giannis-type season, I would say. Giannis like Almost season. like a Giannis-type season. And maybe he shoots uh, one to two three-pointers per game at a 34% clip or something like that. Like yeah. he, He's going to do that defensively. He's going to be a shutdown player, like something like that. Like once he can get to that level, it's over. Like, it's, it, like Zion could be an MVP player every yeah. year. Yeah, I could see like a 28, 10, and 6. Yeah, you know, you know like something steal, like that. One block kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, one block, one steal. Like, you know, turnovers even, is under three. If he shoots 37% from three, I could fucking, I would call that a fucking win. Yeah. If you shoot he, anywhere over 35%, that's really good, I think. Anything over 35 free throw percentage, if he could just cross 70%, he'll be considered a decent. Like, that's MVP level stats yeah. right there. Hey, all Bron get the away with 77 Yeah, free Shit, shit Bron be getting away with, like, 65 sometimes. Yeah. Like, you be looking at those stats, hey, you be like, yo, you damn. You up the motherfucking stats? All right, then. <laughs> so, that's the only thing. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, I-, I could see him. I'm not sure if I have the expectation for him. Just because I know, like, that's just so difficult to really be, like, to be an MVP caliber player. It's just like a wild array of circumstances. 
I just yeah. gotta see. I just yeah. I just gotta see more, and just see yeah. like enough to really to to sway me in that direction. I guess, but like, if not him, then then who else though? Who like going into the future, because I know I, I guess like Ja-ha. his name came up. Yeah, Ja Ja is in that class. Like, and I ja's guess like I gotta put more respect on his name because he blew out ja his first game. Uh, They're both Trey Young. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I think Zion is a better, like he's a better player better, than yeah. both of those guys. Like Ja is a, a like a talent. Like to me, he gives me Westbrook vibes, and even Westbrook. Westbrook is like, another conversation. Better shooting oh, John Wall, but yeah, John Moran. Exactly, he gives me like John Wall with. Well, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully, he's more durable than John Wall, but like he he does remind me of John Wall right now, yeah. like a lot. You're right. I, I hope uh, he does look like like he's putting up too much power. Like, cause sometimes he lands real man. funny, and I'm like, as he playing a dangerous game, cause he got that dog in him. Like, yo, look I'm what going. happened. Look what happened to Rose, man. I'm telling yeah. you, that shit, yo, your knees will be gone. I was watching, yeah. uh, yo, the game one of Rose, like his his debut game against Boston. If you watch that game and just watch, like, and I mean that was all of Rose's highlights back in the day. Mm-hmm. But if you watch that game specifically, I mean, he was doing some crazy cuts and finishes at the rim. Like, this dude did a leaner, like, fadeaway. Like, you know, some people will do, like, a fadeaway sh- jumper, yeah. leaner or whatever. And it's like, yo, bro, when I tell you, like, the way this dude was moving and torqued his body, he was, like, leaning at, like, a 270-degree angle. Like, the way he torqued his, like, yo, it was just so weird, like, the way he torqued back. And I, I'm sorry, I know I had to demonstrate that. My mic probably cut off for a second. But this dude, Rose, was abusing his <laughs> tendons and his joints, like, and he wonders how he tore his fucking ACL, MCL, meniscus, the fucking Body calf tendons. Oh, bro, his Achilles, so all of that shit was torn up. So you got to be careful, man, young fella. <laughs> I mean, I, should, I guess I could say that to job, man. You a big man, but young fella, bro. Hey, just learn the soft touch around the rim. Layup game. Get that layup package. Layup correct. game, unless you're a, it's, it's an important play. Then you mm-hmm. go 100 for that one play. But other exactly. than that, it's coast. Save that shit for the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, who else then? Um, Tatum. Tatum. But I don't know if you, if you still consider him like a young guy. Oh, wait. You know who we forgot, though? Actually, and I mean, I guess respectfully, yeah. I said respectfully to Jason Tatum. I think the number one MVP like candidate for the future going into the future, if it's not Zion, it's going to be Luka Doncic every year. Every single year, he's going to win it. Like every time he's going to begin. It's crazy how. I mean, have you his he's shooting really poorly from three this season. Yeah, shooting is like, he? I gotta like look at his stats. I know like his three point shooting or... is not that great. Yeah. To me, it's I've I've always seen it. He reminds me of Harden. He really is a Harden. Like it's, it's like a like a European Harden. I mean, where... they don't have they lost Seth. And believe it or not, I think having another shooter like that really did help him yeah. get off those fucking, you know, those three pointers. But I agree. Not having that. And another season. After we just saw him devastate people in the playoffs, obviously, key, you know, teams was looking at footage and being like, we stopping that step back three. So we're going to cut that shit out, young. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. Yeah, he's shooting 29% from three. That is not good. Four, yeah. He needs to step that up big time. Yeah, I don't know. Considered a player of that caliber. Yeah, you know? MVP. Yeah, I mean, but he is. Better adjusting. I know some people were saying, oh, they're like, yo, boy, what are, what are we saying, though? He's putting on 27, 9, and 9. So. Oh, yeah. Four yeah. turnovers. Ugh, four turnovers, though. I don't know, man. 
Yeah, you're I right. Feel- I don't know. It's 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 a lot. Like especially when your team is eight and thirteen. Like because I always equate like seeing a bunch of turnovers and like if you have a lot higher amount of turnovers, but your stats are also crazy. I look at it then. All right, you're the team's best player, and everything's going through you. So obviously. If more possessions are being tossed to you, it's going to end up a turnover because you're handling the ball more. That's more chances for somebody to steal that shit as opposed to, like, how many players have a lower usage rate and still are throwing up those crazy stats? Nah, true. True. No, there's definitely maybe LeBron, only one player that would do that. It's like a Le- I think LeBron actually would have that amount of turnovers. LeBron too, gets like three and a half, four turnovers. And it's just like, but you see him throw up 40, 65% shooting. 9 to 15 from 3, 12 boards, like 15 assists. You're like, all right. I mean, yeah, I feel four like assists, 15. I think Chris Paul was like the only guy that if he has the ball and more time in his hands, like he would not have over two turnovers still, regardless. Yeah. Like, he, and that's a rarity. Yeah, and that's very rare. That's just crazy. I mean, yeah, not to, yeah, I don't want to excuse turnovers, but at the same time, I, I just always look at it like, all right, if you're touching the ball more, it's going to end up being more turnovers. But if your stats and your impact on the game is that important, then. Oh, no, you're not lying. Because shit, what? I used to what, play all the fucking 2Ks growing up, man. And if you play in the My Player, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I used to average like 10 turnovers a game. Somebody. I used to average like 50, 15, and 20, son. Easy. Yeah, well, that's it, though. But you, if you threw up, like, 40 points, 12 boards, 20 assists, then I'm like, yo, fuck them turnovers. Damn, what <laughs> happened to 2K? Is 2K even popping no more? Like, you can't even play my player. It's that bad? 2K is terrible. Like, Jeez. I think what it is is that... Well, I'm 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 gonna say it right now. Hold on, hold on. Before we jump into, I do want to talk about. Let's talk about the last NBA thing before we jump into that, which is the Wizards. And firstly, I gotta say, <laughs> free that man, Bradley Beal. <laughs> get him out of Washington, bro. That dude is a scoring machine right now in his prime, baby. Gone. Let him out, please. please. Let him out. It should be wasting away. I don't know who could use him. Actually, who do you think? Do you have I mean, any- there's, a, there's a lot of picks, man. I think my, Miami could definitely use him. Like, another <laughs> scoring option, that that would be dirty. If he was on that team, that would be crazy. If he was there, if he was... uh, I had to pick. Yo, I think somewhere like... I think a Philly could use him, honestly. A Philly could use him. Like, I just yeah. don't know how they would be able to pick him up. Like, it would have to do something with Simmons. He, but, he got money, right? Yeah. He got that extension. Exactly, yeah. Signed I a think, new deal five years, think, like one something, I think. Yeah, he signed a deal, I think it was um last year with the Wizards. If not, I think if it wasn't last year, it was the year before. But I know he got paid by the Wizards. But um, if he could just get to a team where they just give him the green light and he could be the scoring option, and you know, you got you a know big what man. Crazy if I don't if they could do it, Milwaukee. Yeah, like Milwaukee's another one, you know what I'm saying? Because pretty much anywhere that Harden was supposed to go, Bradley Bill could go. Pretty much. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. So like, I think he has, like, a lot of options as long as well, people are willing to trade like, for him. If you have other pieces and they could kind of do their thing and you just need somebody to just score the fucking ball, just put him there. Mm. Like, it works in Philly because, yeah, Joel could score, but you can't expect him to really throw up that. He's he's too inconsistent to me to throwing up that crazy number. I don't know what the fuck production I'm supposed to expect from Ben Simmons anymore. And mm. Tobias Harris is a great third piece, but... You need, you yeah. Need actually, you see, you're right. If, if you could package something around like a Tobias, you see, that's because right now Tobias and Joel yeah, are like the scorers. Easy money. 
just saying. Yeah, those are like the two scoring options for the team. And that's how like they've racked up such a good like um record so far. I mean, they're playing that inside out game with Joel. Joel's getting all the touches. Uh Tobias is the scoring wing. And then, you know, Ben Simmons is the oversized point guard that just makes plays at the rim and you know, sets yep. everybody up. It's a good ball plan, but I feel like w- wait till they get into a playoff series, somebody's gonna pick that apart when yeah. they like when they can just trap somebody that can't shoot. Like That's it's it. just gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Watch like so uh free that man, Bradley Bill, and yeah. then man, uh, Westbrook, bro, your boy, yeah. son. Hey, I hate to see the Brody. I mean, but I always knew it was coming that he plays. Purely to the strength of his athleticism, and he his fundamentals are not that good. And that when that athleticism goes, he's gonna go. And we, I mean, he had a great game. Him and Brad had that really good game. Yeah, shout out them. Like they they did that. Like that was like reminiscent of like some Tracy McGrady, thirteen seconds, quick yeah. point type, like real flurry type. And it he could really do crazy. that kind of stuff. It's just you know not consistent. Yeah, yeah. it's just weird his inconsistency, and it's just like I don't know if. You know, somebody made a good point, like, you know, like, because I think technically he's having career highs in certain regards, and but it's yeah. like, it just looks like he's not doing good. Like yeah. Like, even, yeah. like, the years with Houston, like, he did put up more or less the same kind of numbers with Harden, but it just was like, again, it didn't really look that way, and, like, the optics, the eye test didn't really pass that, but it was, like, technically it was more efficient, but it just, it's crazy. And then this season, it's just, you know, you have to remember – that he does have an injury history. And so he's really not as spry on top of the age, meaning like he wasn't as spry in probably the MVP season. And Mm. he looked really spry there, but he already came off of those two knee surgeries, I believe by the Mm. time he won that MVP and he looked good then, but I can't imagine after a killer MVP season like that, then trying to go title runs with Houston. And then now, yeah, so, no, that's that's just nuts, man. But also, you know, they started up later. I mean, they started up sooner. So mm-hmm. who knows if maybe, you know, he just needs a little more time. Um, I maybe. mean, I'm, I'm not ready to rule him out yet, but, you know, I don't know what the Wizards are trying to do, so. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about him yet. I'm not going to lie. Like, I just, I mean, you know, it's track for sure. It's always been weird with Westbrook because I've, I've definitely always understood that I, right, well, it's not that I've understood. Like I've had my like feelings about him just because of his in- like his his like inefficient style. It always just felt to me it's weird. Like it's not inefficient necessarily straight up by stats per se because like yeah, it's not the greatest efficiency. But I mean, you can't argue against his triple doubles and then the wins. Like that means yeah. he's in he's effectively impacting the game. His stats is doing what they need to do. But it's just kind of like I don't know, man. It's just like it seems like he doesn't want to adapt or learn, or it's like his inability to adapt. It just seems so like shocking. It's weird. It's staggering. Like I, it just seems to be some type of like mystery to me when I stare at like him play the game and he can't hit a shot. It's almost like the dude just doesn't put in the work enough. Like, but it's like, that's so crazy. Cause I'm not an NBA player. Who the fuck am I to say somebody can't put it? Who is putting in enough work? It's like, I don't know. You know, it's definitely, yeah. It's, I, I look at the, I follow this account on Twitter and it's like uh basketball, like biomechanics. Like it'll explain like some, it'll show a video, like a player in game doing something and then mm-hmm. explaining it. I don't really understand it all too well. Cause I'm not into like, I guess, body science like that. Yes, yeah, It explains like biomechanically, like why like players are, right, it'll take like a step shot and they'll say like, yeah, um, the gather step 
brings force through his knees up the, through his body, which, you know, adds transference to energy for the rotation of the ball, saying like the way he's shooting adds to why his shot goes through. Cause like, it's, you know, his body's motion is like transferring all that energy. So I saw something about Russ and it was saying like the fact that it's going to be really specific. So if you don't watch basketball, I'm sorry, but, <laughs> but you know, I, all right. So, you know, Russ does that pull up jumper at the elbow of the paint. And when he does that shit, he hangs in the air. So the basketball bomb mechanic shit was saying like that hang time, he hangs in the air too long. And like that adds like a disjointing factor to when he releases the ball, like he should do it off of the on the way up as opposed to like doing it and then hold yourself and then shoot. It's like he should do it when he just reaches like the apex of his shot. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, that's just really interesting to see. Like there's just other things that affect why a player shoots well or does this and it could be like you could be a great player but it's like you didn't necessarily learn i guess the right way to really do it that your body should do it if that mm-hmm. makes any sense like you could he's a great player but like i mean he be it's i was always told you know feet shoulder width apart when you take a shot and shit. sometimes he'd be doing that shit with legs <laughs> yeah nah, sometimes he just be throwing <laughs> Yeah. Yo. Yo, he just be chucking the ball up, son. Westbrook is a chuck, son. Mad <laughs> Yo, I love Westbrook, though. I really do love Westbrook. But at the same time, he is a chuck. You're right. Like, all that science. And I, and I actually have always, like, heard that, like, you know, releasing the ball at the apex of the jump on the way up. Like, you know, you don't wait until you completely stop to let go. It's literally right before you stop on the way up. It allows the momentum of the ball to carry the right way. So, you know, you're right. Like, it, like you can tell, like, those things. Westbrook does not, like, no. Nah. He's, he's like, yo, I'm just out there. I'm balling, bro. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, like, he's, yo, he, would, he really would suck. If you was a reporter and you tried to talk to him about like, this shit. Why you talking to me like that? <laughs> Like, Yo. bro, I go out there and put out triple doubles. You talking, you talking about, about some fucking sports science? <laughs> <laughs> you say you talking about some biomechanics. What? What? <laughs> you fucking talking about, bro? He's like, I'm a mechanic. Nigga, I'll fix you up. Yeah, that nigga's tripping. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah, nigga's tripping. Like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so back to that conversation. So NBA 2K is so terrible. I... What I wanted to say really is that all yearly released games are fucking terrible. Why mm. are we? Get, why are you waiting a whole like a year is just not nearly enough development time. Like sports games do that yearly shit, and it's always there's always some massive complaint, and then they don't ever fix the shit. And guess what? It just gets quote unquote rectified in the next one that has the same issues. There's no and there's no visual difference between them like there's barely improved graphics it's just they always just make the fucking players just look sweatier so you can see like the reflections <laughs> <laughs> and they can be like oh look ray trace they increase like, the vaseline the on the graphics yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh look we got the tattoos right this time but the game sucks i don't want to play it. i don't give a fuck if lebron james looked like a fucking polygraphic character like if the shit is playing like ass ugh. Oh, they, man. they just don't choose to fix like any of the archetype shit online. Then they have that stupid park shit. And that's like you gotta walk around. You gotta go to the store to buy stuff, like physically walk to the store to buy stuff. 
If you want to play a pickup game with your friends, you have to stand on the spots to play the pickup game, wait for people to finish. You're like, this is so time consuming and it really doesn't need to be like you're trying to make this shit like a real rpg like no it's sports like the sports rpg shit is a joke like why are we grinding a fucking basketball game like just give us the ability to play the basketball just play the basketball game that's it if you good you good that's what cod is like all right yeah you get your attachments and shit like that but if you good it don't matter if you really have the attachments or not like you're still gonna bust 2K, mm. you can't even do the shit you want to do till you have the fucking badges. So you got to put in like a hundred hours, hundred hours to get the to get the badges and shit. Yeah, it's crazy. Catch and shoot or some shit. So you're like, yo, I can't make a catch and shoot shot until I put in twenty three hours of gameplay. Are you kidding me? Like, so yeah, stupid. nah, it's crazy. It it is crazy when you think about it. Like, it makes sense, but at the same time, it is dumb because then it's like. When you put in the hours, then all of a sudden you just can never miss a shot. Like it's just like okay, like it's just you know, two K is it's a very odd game. It is, it's weird. It it used to be oddly addicting to me because I haven't played like like I think since seventeen, I think or eighteen. So like you know, like I sometimes I do think like shit, I should just go buy the game and play my player because that's all I used to do. I just played specifically my player, not even online. I just play the story out and just like you say, you just go through the grind of becoming a good NBA NBA player, and that's it. Like you missing shots and shit, you having a, a fucking ten point game. You're like, oh shit, I did good. Like, it's just stupid. Yeah, then oh, yeah, first good game. You're like, oh, that's ten points. Let's get it. Let's y'all. You're trying to really grind. You're really trying to grind. But like, it was fun back then because I felt like the grind wasn't as bad. And I really think what killing what is killing the game is like the you know trying to make it a competitive esports game. So like mm. all this shit about. The online and the my play, like, oh, you can make this kind of build is like trying to make this some fucking competitive esports where it's all balanced between different builds. But guess what? Everybody always finds the most OP build and then everyone just makes that. Mm. And then that's the meta. And I'm like, like, you just wasted all of our time and trying to make this shit balance. Like, if you just made it stupid fun like it used to be, like, I think people would care or would care way less and just have more fun with it instead of trying to make this, you know. Just give it like, because before you can actually make like, if your guy was a 99, he was the greatest thing on planet Earth. Now, if you make a 99, if you look at the stats, they're like the stats barely equate to like an 82 uh, as like a regular NBA player. And I'm like, that's so stupid. Like, wow, that's so dumb. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, same thing with Madden, too. Yeah, I don't Madden. play it, but I'm sure people feel the same way about that. Just the yearly yeah. release for sports games just be on that bullshit. Yeah, now nah, my ass is definitely not a Madden head because I just feel like Madden. I don't. I don't even want to say it's not as good, but it definitely. Uh, it's, it's yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. Like yeah, EA is just like I'm good on their games. I'm definitely good on their games. <laughs> <laughs> They've been walling for a hot minute with the microtransactions, and I know they be trying to get people with the uh, EA's like ultimate team, which is like their my team shit. Mm. You got like five packs for the players. I know they be trying to walk with that. So yeah, screw that shit. shit. Uh, but yes, let's move on to the bulk of what I guess we'll talk about today. And if you were not online and have no idea what happened, um, I guess we could just summate summate it to the power of the internet by saying yeah. by. So uh, basically, in short summary, um, a small there's Reddit 
which is basically a microcosm of the internet. It's like a forum. So there's a forum called Wall Street Bets. On Wall Street Bets, I believe somebody noticed that uh, stocks of GameStop, uh, stocks of GameStop were being shorted by this hedge fund. So the guy was like, it would be funny if instead of shorting it, we started buying all of it up, driving the price and just saying a big fuck you to the hedge fund. Like, you know, you guys are manipulating stocks. Ha ha. And basically convinced a bunch of people like, yo, let's let's really do it. And people were like, you know what? If we can do it, like everybody makes money from it. So that's exactly what people did. People started throwing thousands of dollars. People were like, yo, I, I threw in my savings. I threw in all of my savings, like $10,000 into GameStop stock. And every day at GameStop stock went up and up and up and up. And up. Yeah, somebody and was hitting every like, day. Uh, what, $500? Yeah. It, it was like, like, like $2. Probably. People bought it at like $2, right? Some people, I think they were buying as low as, like, I don't I don't know what the exact one is. Let me go check. I could look at Robinhood right now, actually. But I think it went as low as like probably $9, I want to say. $9. Like last it went to summer. $500. Yo, that return so, is incredible. Incredible, man. If you, honestly, start- if you. If you got Anything? at the low, oh my goodness. Like, yeah. So people started doing that with GameStop stock, started doing it with AMC stock, started doing it with Nokia stock, or were trying to really. But GameStop and AMC are the two big ones that people were pumping the money back into it. And Wall Street straight said, fuck out of here. And it 100% halted people from being able to buy and sell these stocks they 100% hold to people were making millions they saw their returns and like i put all of this in i'm now sitting on 22 million dollars in equity in these stocks like i can't i haven't liquidized them yet but right now these gains are 22 million dollars i've made 22 million dollars from doing regular people and people were some people were able to cash out and they straight were like this changed my life like my mother has X, Y, and Z illness, I was able to pay for her treatments. Just that people's lives were changed because they were able to make the stock market work for them. And Wall Street said, absolutely the fuck not. Hell no. What? (laughs) And it was poor is being rich? Right. (laughs) Y'all poor is getting rich? Whoa. This uh whoa, we can't have that. No, 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 no. (laughs) They was like, no, no, no. Nah, they was not with it, bro, at all. They were not with it. And so they they 100%, you know, and so a lot of people bought through um, the app known as Robinhood. I'm sure everybody listening probably knows what that is. But if not, it's so, you know, you can buy, sell stocks, you can do crypto, all of that. So there's that, there's Weeble, there's thousands of different, you know, broker apps and stuff like that that you can use. But Robinhood, I guess, is the most popular one. It started out as a small time thing. Robinhood saying bringing the market back to the people. That's what they say. That's what they say we are in, a free market. That's what they say. <laughs> We're in a free market where you're, you know, hey, listen, you know, that's the American dream. You come from nothing and then you make millions until it actually happens. And then the rich is like, absolutely the fuck not. Yeah. So people, people change their lives. And within basically 72 hours, Wall Street said, hell no. It was so crazy to see in real time the rich say, absolutely not. We all knew 
that this world is exclusive. We all knew this country and its capitalist ideals like to be exclusive, but to see it in real time. It was a shocker, up, man. It was crazy because we all thought it was going fine. And like we said, we saw Robin Hood and, you know, an app that started off as, you know, being beholden to the people or saying it was about the people get their, um, they get their hands tied by, you know, the brokerage firm that gave them that money in the first place. Those firms that gave them the money <clears> in the first place. And basically those firms saying we can't have this shit and totally stopped and ceased it, which I'm pretty sure is illegal. But again, rules don't apply to a certain uh, um, economic class of people, apparently, because they just straight went and did it anyways and just froze trades. And so it's crazy to see in real time that happened and mm -hmm. you know just see again another social system just blatantly you know right Shit, in front of us you manipulate us and just fail fucking us. fail us yo yo it's i mean yo first off beautifully said i mean like to just egg all of that on it's just kind of like it is one of those things where it's like yeah in a week you find like the next Thing. Like you feel like, oh, the next like modern day gold rush. You feel like what could have been the life changing moment. You see how it, it could have like been positive, and then you just see it slip to your hands. So it was just like a really up and down like moment for me. And it's just like to see, um, like literally the one percent just say, "I right, hold up, nah, like no, y'all literally are not going to be able to take advantage of this," and I'm completely quell and squash the ability of everybody to just make money. It, it, the shit was just like, it's really like demoralizing. Like even me, I've been kind of in and out with the app, haven't even really opened it up over the last two days. And it's just kind of like, you know, like you really just like think like, fuck, I like all the personal goals and shit like that. Like I realized even in 2020, I'm like, man, I, w I missed out on so many different like potential moments. Like when you look at the GMEs, you look at like, the, you, the airlines, like all the different airlines that were low on stocks. And I mean, even like any, all the major like fucking um, companies, like I think even Microsoft, Apple, everybody experienced some type of dip of some sort, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And like, I didn't get to get in because I was sleeping. So you finally get to get in or you're, you're paying enough attention, but you just unfortunately catch on as the whole world catches on. And then like, you know, they put a halt to the trading because of it. And it's just kind of like, fuck, man. And, and it's to crazy to say that, you, oh, I missed out opportunity because the government went and shut down the free market. That's mm. crazy. Never in my life thought you would hear that. You hear some we shit like that. Banks get bailed out all the time. We see, you know, hedge funds do X, Y, and Z to make money. And yet the people wanted to do it. And that was it. it got that was it. All of a sudden, there's a fucking I, issue. Yeah. And I know I've said that already five times, but the absurdity of that is crazy. I thought that would be the one thing to be untouched considering capitalism. Like, I thought, if anything, like, all right, society's going to make sure, like, if you can get rich, it'd be a way. Nope. <laughs> nah, nope. Nope. And that's what people, and that's what they say, right? Oh, you know, you invest in stocks, you're going to make your money. I guess the fuck not if too many people make their money. That's so crazy. We've yeah, too many people start like, making you know, money. You know, you know, you always make sure you invest in socks, you know, because, you know, if you don't get paid, that's a good way to make money. But if you're making too much money, that's not that's too that's that's too bad. That's too Sorry, bad. Yeah. 
Yo, it's, it's 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 just so crazy. Like it, and I think the nuttiest part of it all is just kind of like, all right. So now that we've seen this happen, is it like, all right? Anytime stocks become too profitable, are they just like, do they reserve the right to just pull the the ability for that stock to trade? Like, okay, if the hedge fund is losing money, like, then we're just gonna stop these people from trading, and it's just sad. Like, we it would have to be. I don't know. I don't know where you can go because I thought it was. Remember that day we all were chatting. We thought it was just Robinhood. Then we saw Weeble reports too. They yeah. stopped selling Fuck the trade. So every it was like every app. So it wasn't even every like app. something you could just avoid. Even you could Cash do App today was what? like that. They that they were like, listen, we don't agree with it, but you know, Clearinghouse, I guess the firm that gives them that money, was like, you got to take that shit off. And I'm like, see, anytime you're they're gonna be beholden to these firms. To give Jeez. them that money, they just because those people are going to lose money and they know they can't pay that shit back. And I'm like, that's so crazy. So that lets me know, like I, <laughs> I, I was taught that that shit is money is not real. They decide the value of that shit whenever they fucking please. They decided mm-hmm. the value of everybody making money to be too much and say, nope, we're not going to pay that. So we're going to shut that shit down. I think because like- they allotted enough money to be moved, however, but not for that. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I think that shit, like, just really opens a big forum and just a real discussion, like, to open to the fact of, okay, like, what does this really mean in the sense of, like, all right, like, one, our, like, you're right, like, the free market, like, okay, is it really free? Any of our money that we pour in, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the whole point of us investing into the markets is to be able to make more money on our dollar. But, like, we don't even really control it. Like, that's, and that's a very, very scary fact. You know, the same way that you think you put your money in the banks, like, you know, a lot of people don't like placing their money solely in banks because they're the same thing. They have fears with of control. Like, you know, if the banks close down, things like that, they close people's access to monies. If the stock market fails, people do know, okay, same thing, you lose your money. But, you know, with the stock market, at least you can gamble with it. It will either go up or go down. You know, you you reserve the right to make that decision. Now, it just feels like like the the fucking GSE, like, you know, they just have the right or, you know, whoever these people are pretty much making these decisions, they have the right to just say, all right, we're not accepting anybody like buys on this stock anymore. This stock is not being traded. You guys can only sell the stock, effectively tanking the stock, making, forcing people to sell. Like, that shit is just so crazy. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. I watched like my stock drop or like pretty much my earnings. I lost like a thousand dollars in a day. I like, like not even a day. Like, I think it was like an hour or two. I lost a thousand dollars on um, Robin Hood just because of the fact that they uh, put a hold to the AMC stock that day. And it was just crazy. It was just like me and me. I'm not going to lie. Like I, I invested in AMC. I don't even know. how long. It was like a month ago. So like I was in before the boom, but like because of the boom, they took away my ability to buy my stock. Like, I only had the option yeah. to sell it. So it's just kind of like, you know, it like even long term, like, and I, I guess that's the kind of question I'm posing. It's just like long term, you know, what is our faith in the system? Like, knowing, like, is it is it even possible to make money on that's, it? That's what I'm saying. You know what like, I, mean? I, I look at it as like the veil being shattered. Like, oh, okay, so you really can't. Yeah, like, if too many people are doing it, like, they will straight shut that shit down. I just always thought that that system would be the last to be intervened with, mm-hmm. like, in that way, like, in that bold of a way. Like, and it was just so wild to see them just 
straight up just push the button and say stop. <laughs> I just never just no. Yeah, no, I never envisioned that. I definitely like, never envisioned that one. Sorry. I think- and then say nothing about it. Say, oh, we're sorry, nothing, not even just fuck y'all. Nope. And then they, you know, you had all these Wall Street guys go on um TV and crying, oh, you know, people are doing this. This isn't a game. You know, uh, they got to think about the hedge funds. Like, oh, that's crazy. Like, look <laughs> how much they just, they just can't fathom that. They're shit. like, they're like, yeah, you guys got to think about the rich 1%. Oh, absolutely. Think about not. the rich people. We're losing not. money. I'm, come on, man. I'm only worth 23 billion. Now I just lost 3 billion in my net worth. I'm only worth 20 billion, bro. You're doing right, me yeah. dirty. Damn, saying. They're absolutely insane. My thing, my thing is, is just, and I mean, I kind of got it here on the docket, but like, you know, when we like, I feel like there has been a big push towards the power of cryptocurrency. And I, you know, like I've kind of become like a little bit of an ambassador of it. Like recently, and because I've under I've begun to understand at least what it means. But now with what with everything that's going on, like you really got to think, is there actually power in cryptocurrency now? Cryptocurrency, the big thing about it is that essentially it allows us to exchange our dollars for a currency that isn't necessarily like, like, it's like not, I don't, you know, I don't have the exact terminology for it, but the easiest way for me to explain it is that it's not necessarily managed by anybody. Something that's owned by the people and for the people. And we essentially like control its value. Uh, You know, if we like invest a lot into it, keep the value up, i.e. Bitcoin, then, you know, your $1 can equal 30,000 plus Bitcoin. And, you know, like that's a very, very powerful tool. Like if you force companies to respect the, the value of the Bitcoin, take it as currency, take it as exchange, you're forcing companies to invest in Bitcoin. A lot of them do that where they're buying thousands, hundreds of thousands of shares. And you have like, to buy that shit somewhere else. Because mm-hmm. remember, they, you know, tried pumping dogecoin up and then all of a sudden the apps was like oh you suddenly you can't buy you know yeah i was gonna speak to that just like all right like you know we're we're sitting here like trying to push for that right so that you know we're not being controlled by the american dollar but like how much power is there in cryptocurrency when the apps that host these cryptos can literally decide to say hey you guys can't buy crypto anymore like then you they effectively control the crypto like they control the value of the crypto because yeah, they can choose. Like, I don't even know if coin Coinbase is that co- even safe. I heard Coinbase be on the same shit. They said the Coinbase be on the same shit. So to me, fuck, it's just where like, the fuck are we that shit, where the fuck are we buying it at this same time? It's just kind of like, bro, it's just like it's a nightmare. You have to get an actual broker at that point, right? Pretty much, like you might have to talk to a broker, and it, you know, this like is just the nightmares. Human. This is the nightmares of the night the 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 stock market, and I guess you know, like with everything that's going on, like yo, GameStop is as low as eighty five dollars right now. They've destroyed GameStop. Wow. Yeah, GameStop is gone. Like that is going down. It's 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 out of here. I'm not gonna lie. AMC is pretty much back to normal. That's seven fifty two. Went down to six thirty two. I should have bought. That was at ten forty five a.m. today. I should have bought at six. I should have bought at like six dollars because. If it does spike back up one last time, the next time it goes back over 10, 15, I'm selling. I'm probably gonna have to get out too because at this point, they I like a lot of people, like at this point, have lost faith in it. Like we we can't even have faith to know that, okay, you guys are gonna allow us to freely trade on these stocks. 
market, the stock market. Like, there's no like point in even investing to me Clearly when they have the market. <laughs> it's not free at all. Like, it's just a game for them to keep playing, I guess, like amongst themselves. Like at this point, I don't know. Maybe if like people just stopped investing, like, all right, fuck the stock market. Stop investing. I see it as like straight up, like it's just one of those examples of like it sounds cheesy, but the power of unity in that look, like no matter how detrimental the system might be, like we literally have the numbers to just override that shit. It's just like they do their best to, you know, keep you away from that. But look, everybody was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do it and see what happens. And in three days caused enough of a response that they just had to shut that shit down. But I need to, I feel like if we kept at it and kept doing that shit, even if they decide to, we just keep buying every time. What do they continue to shut that shit down every time? What are you going to never have it sell again? Then yeah. you're probably fucking with that company stock market stuff as well. So at what point does it become detrimental to where they're going to have to let us do it? Exactly. Like, and I, th- you're right. It's it's just the unfortunate power of numbers, and it's like the power. The for- fortunate thing with numbers is like when they don't see that immediate change, they don't want to be there long. So like you've seen it. Like we went sky, bro. That shit almost hit ten cents, which is like. And yeah, all it's a super serious all time high, given where it came from. I mean, it came from less than a, a cent, like yeah. less than a cent, less than, super below a cent, and charged all the way up to almost ten cents. It went to nine cents on the almost a dime. So like nine cents, like you really got to think about it. If you invested below, I think I was doing the math. Pretty much where I bought in, I think it said if I put in five thousand dollars at the time, right. I think it would have been world worth over 1 million Dogecoin or something like that. And then I did the math at selling it, I think at 0.9. Given the increase, I think my 5,000 would have turned into $50,000. So it's just kind of like, you know, when you, yeah, it's just crazy. Like when you actually sit back and think about like the opportunities that were lost. And that's why I say like, oh man, like I even looked to something as simple as game, like, yeah, you know, we're talking about GameStop or even AMC. Like, I'll be honest with you. And AMC, if, if when I bought in, if I was just bold enough to put in like $5,000 and I sold at the 20 mark, I would have been able to make like, I think, $30,000 or $40,000. But I just, you know, me, myself, it was something that like, not only am I doing it for the first time, like I just started trading for the first time two weeks ago when I wanted to start trading or three weeks ago. Um so to like have faith first off to put your money into an app where they obviously now I can see to have the the uh capability and the power to freeze my funds whenever they want I can't move it around I can't do what I want to do like it, it it's nerve-wracking and you know you're right for some people I am happy I I'm happy to see people have paid off made 2 mil and I think like you know what it, it has unfortunately won a fan in me cuz I'll probably have to play this game I'm going to I'm going to get burned by this game maybe once or twice because there is money to be made. I definitely do see yeah. the the potential that there is money to be made. But at the same time, it does suck because, like, I, I do wish that everybody, like you said, the power of numbers, everybody was still doing it. Because, like, if everybody sees that, yo, you're right, like, there is money to be made and everybody just learns how to play it the proper way, then you'll be all right. Like, I'm still till today in the green. I've never been negative. Um, even, and this is probably one of my worst days. Um, I'm down. I'm definitely down on the day and all like, but all time I'm up still up almost 200% on my investments. That's so fucking nice. it's fucking nice. Yeah. So it's, it's really just about like learning the, the curves 
common sense. A lot of it is common sense, honestly, more so than what people give it credit for. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Best luck to all my investors out there, man. I hope everybody still eats. I hope black people continue to stay invested, though, because I, I feel like this new age of like Robin Hood, the accessibility of the stock markets from the mobile phone, the device. Like, I just feel like it, it, it is going to birth a new generation of of financial literacy that is just common amongst like the general public because yeah. I just I mean, don't shit. I just want people to have realistic expectations of doing yeah, it and not like, expect like oh, you you're, you're not going to become a millionaire on the stock market. You you might make if you make a couple thousand dollars on the stock market like consider it a good decent payday like yo you made a couple thousand like once you made over 10,000 if you cross over 10k on the stock market know that you you made a good amount of money like and like you have to report it that's why you have to report it to the fucking government get taxed on it and shit like that like once you start crossing that amount of money it's it's worth it if you ask me so like i just think or i i mean you know once you get to that money or you work your way up to making that money it becomes like a decent side hobby or like a, a one of your streams of income like kind of like yeah. selling reselling old um of like assets or items that you might have laying around in your household. You know, sometimes with your stock, yeah, it's going to beat your savings rate. You know, I'll, I'll be honest in my savings bank. I don't even know what they were offering me, bro. I'll be honest. I think my savings was just sitting there year over year. And I don't think I was seeing changes like being honest with people about your financial literacy and like just being honest about the fact that in school, they didn't teach us that stuff. Like that wasn't stuff that, Yo, they taught us where to go to get the best money back on your dollar. Like sometimes stock just happens to yeah. do it. I'll be honest. I think Apple is a better investment than most people's uh, savings. Like year over year, you know, Apple is going to return you more money than most people's savings accounts will. So like, well, uh, you know, save a thousand dollars in Apple in a year. Yeah. If you, if you, that's where you would put your thousand yeah. dollars in the bank, put it in Apple and see what that return would be at the end of the year. Thank me later. You know, that's that's some that's fucking keys by twin right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's the real shit right <laughs> keys there. By twin. Keys by twin. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's a new series right there at that point. Facts, man. But um, yeah. Yeah. It's just <laughs> it's a whole mess, man. Yeah, it really I is know. a whole mess. It's just so wild. Cause I was like, wow, like look at that. Like people really flipping the market on its head. Like, and then that shit just went south. And I was like, wow, man. We saw uh, every system I could I could feel like, you know, like obviously we saw the police system or if you didn't already believe the police system, you know, the criminal justice system, uh, shit. We always knew the healthcare system, like just another system that we thought was designed, not even designed to help us, but like, you know, like that there was some room. There's just like no room. <laughs> yeah, no room. Like what? <laughs> It's crazy. It's so this is, yeah. It's just incredible, man. At this point, you gotta, you gotta like, I and honestly, like this is just an example of it. It's like it it, t- it taught me like just like the importance, unfortunately, of being like familiar with these systems. Though, like as much as we want to say, like, damn, this shit is not for us, man. We gotta take this shit from them. Like, I I'm really of that cloth. Like, yeah. I don't I don't operate I like in a space. I feel like. Uh no, I'm sorry. Continue, continue. No, no, no. I, I was say, but I, I feel like because I operate in a space where it's like, it's not necessarily that I I want to exist 
with them or like in their realm. Like, nah, like, dog, I'm here to like take shit and take names. Like, bro, this is my shit. Like, Damn. I'm here to enjoy this life. Like, you know, I, I show up on my street. Like I said, like, I, I really am like the only black guy on my street. Like, you know, obviously outside of like, you know, my, um, um, Shine's father, you know, mm-hmm. we're the only two black men on the street. So it's just kind of like, you know, you, you really want to like be, you don't want to exist necessarily in this space, but at the same time, you're like making a statement. When you show up there, like you just like, yo, nah, I'm here. Like this, it's my shit. This is my shit. Yeah. This is my town. Like, bro, I'm making my noise. I'm blasting my music. I'm gonna have my friends up in here. And I'm saying, I'm do whatever I want. I'm washing my car nonstop. You know what I mean? Like, I do what I want. Like, this is my world. Like, <laughs> that's like that's how I feel. And I just feel like you know, same thing with investing. Like, bro, I'm investing. I'm making money. I'm killing on this Robin Hood. Yeah, I know about my stocks. I have a portfolio. You're not going to make me feel dumb. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying like their language or their systems is the, the, uh, the language to success or wealth. But at the same time, unfortunately, like realistically and historically, like shit like that has proven to make people money. And the last two weeks is clear examples of how they continue to make that money. I think it's like, uh, you can, if you just, you know, source it as another source of income and you just keep it to that mm-hmm. and then, you know, if you, I guess, follow or pay attention to some of the trends and then decide to be like, you know what, all right, I have that money. I always look at it like start small and then only use that money that's already that you're making from that and move it around the market and let that money work for itself. Because then I feel like it's easier to separate once you're constantly pumping money into it. I mean, unless you got that money to pump into it, by all means. But if you, you know, if you're not trying to put your fucking life savings into it um, and the best thing to do is just put like, I don't know, a hundred, you know, two hundred dollars into it, just float with that. Let that move about and just wait and just take let that time build to then. That's a fact. Because I feel like, yeah, if you if you just keep it to that section over there, it's just easier to, I guess, not think about it as money until like it yields a certain result. Exactly. I agree. Like I, that's exactly the number I started. I started with two fifty, and um, two fifty and AMC at the time was a good amount of shares. That like at one point at its peak had me at twenty five hundred on there. Yo, it was crazy. That's a crazy return. That's a crazy return. Yeah, I, I really, I'm pretty good at this. Like I, 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 and I think that's the only thing though, because really fast, like. Once I did that, I was just like, damn, like, and I saw like what that number could turn into, and I was like taking some money and reinvesting it and just like doing shit around. I was like, oh man, this shit could become an addiction really fast. I do see how people yeah, you see how people because like, it's it's like a that that gratification. Like you see that number, and that's all. It's like and you leave that money there. It's easier for me to think about it like, well, that's not real money until I actually pull it out. Pull like it if out, I look yeah. at that number and I'm like, unless I'm pulling that out, I can't. I don't want to get hyped about it because, like we saw that shit, it could just crash and that burn. Just crash, yeah. You oh, wake, man. And you go to sleep talking about like, yo, when I cash this shit, I'm making money. And wake up and be like, never mind. Yo, son, I went to bed. That shit said twenty five hundred. I woke up. That shit said nine hundred and ninety eight dollars. I was crying. So like, <laughs> I said, yo, the stock market not for me, bro. <laughs> like I just had to look at it like that. Like, all right, could only be concerned with like the money that I actually get, and then from there say like, listen, like. You know, I, I can't expect like I put in two fifty and it turns into ten thousand. I gotta look at it by the numbers and be like I put two fifty in. All right, I got I took out 
and I got 900. So that's 700 gain. That's really good gain. That's a big game. Yeah. Right. So you could only, it's better to just leave it at that, that quality of number said like, all right, I put in 250. So if I got 250 back, that's a hundred percent. So anything more than that is really good. Cause mm-hmm. people think like you put 200 and that shit going to flip to, you know, $25,000. Like you're never really going to see those jumps like that very often if any so that was my rookie mistake like my for some reason i expected my 250 stake in amc at the time like i i'm not gonna lie like i before they imposed the restrictions mm-hmm. there was no question in or doubt in my mind the way amc was trending the way they wanted it to trend it was gonna cross 100 that week like the way they like that shit was about to go through the roof on some gma shit and then they knew they that they had to stop it because then if it, it did, I'll be honest, my 250 stake probably would have went into some crazy like 50,000 and I would have took it out. I immediately would have took it out. I mean, I'll be honest, maybe I should have just took the two G's. I'll be honest, looking back. I don't mind. Like, I, I don't care because I'm going to like, you know, it's a rookie mistake I've learned. You're right. It's about looking at first off, not only your investment, but the percentages. You know, if you look at a $250 investment, if you're looking at $2,000, like, bro, you're talking about like a four to five hundred percent increase on your investment. Like, bro, take that the fuck out because you, you just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to go if you, you know, you get a thousand shit. Uh, if you get two thousand, I mean, God was on your side or the universe was absolutely on your side in that regard. But, it, you know, you, you can't get too greedy. And I think that was where, you know, I learned at least as a rookie. Now I'm like definitely more of like, you know, the long term ones. You, you hope you could get them as a knockout the park. And that's because you have like 250, 500 shares in them. And it was like maybe a dollar one day. And then all of a sudden it went up to like 10 to $15. You, you got 15 shares. You you paid $500 for the shares, but then you selling at, what is that? 15. So that's three times. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you're making a lot more money essentially. Honestly. Like, so like, you just got to think about it. And uh, it's really a, a strategy and common sense. That's it. You know, and then just, yeah, just don't just keep your expectations in check too. Definitely. And just yeah, no, yeah. If you look at like the hard numbers, I feel like it's easier to quantify. So just like you said, like just exactly what you're saying, I totally agree with. Hey, listen, you look at are right, you put two oh wow, 500% increase on what? Let me pull that out. You know, mm-hmm. and just work with that money. And if you want to be like, you know what? I'm going to just take that and then put that right back in mm-hmm. and just let that money sit around and you keep moving it around and make that work for you. Yeah, that's probably the best thing to do. I could have like, I'm looking like, damn, I could have bought a whole nother portfolio. I could have bought like mad different stocks and mad different things and like had them popping off. Like it's it's like, you know, novice mistakes like that. But now I know. Now I know. Now I know. <laughs> that's that's all you could do, really. That's all you could do, man. You you want to become wiser every time you you open that app and open you do anything in life, you always want to become wiser. That's the goal. Yeah. Uh but shit. Uh is that, that it for us? I think I think that's it for us, my brother. All right, then. Thank you for tuning in to the Touch the City podcast. This is episode 37. We really appreciate y'all rocking with us into February of 2021. And we had high expectations for this year. I'm going to actually be optimistic and say I still have high expectations of this year. But right now, it's looking a little rocky. A little, a little rocky, a little glim, a little blizzy. <laughs> yeah, a little blizzy, a little crazy, but thank y'all for tuning in and listening. We hope everybody had a great two weeks. We hope everybody's doing all right. And um, a special shout out. Congratulations to the good brother, Sean, on getting engaged. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Shout out, Sean, bro. Shout out, Sean. 
Uh, we see you doing big things out there. That's that's a big man move. Really. Facts, man. You. Uh, everybody making big man moves. And also, actually, thank you to you, my brother, for continuing to do this podcast. I have to show you the biggest love and appreciation. You know, I love you. Oh, man. Nah, no, thank you, brother. I love you, too, man. Yo, shout out shout out my brother, Justice, man. You know, facts holding it down. You know what I'm saying? Being the best partner in the world, man. Because honestly, man, 37 episodes in, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't tell you guys enough that I never saw myself doing this. Trust me. Like, I, shit, I was talking to my brother even earlier today. And I was talking about it. And he was just like, oh, yeah, man. Oh, shit, I know you you, you filming the pod later, man. Let me not even hold you up, man. That's your show, bro. You got to get to that. Like, hearing him say that, I'm just like, yo, damn. Like, I'm really out here filming a show. I mean, people sure. be at, like hitting me up, asking for information on how we be doing things. I'm just like, yo, damn, like that's really dope. Like people like, you know what I'm saying? Like we're, we're a staple somewhat. Like to yeah. the few people that actually are tuning you know in. Us to do this shit yeah, this like we, we are stable. So that's dope. That's dope. Shout out to and Tusser City. 37 and is, it's almost, yo, it's almost a full year. It's almost a full year. It's almost a full year since Ooh. the, uh, uh, since we started. Yeah, honestly, it's almost a full year. We're coming up on that. It's crazy. So. That's wild, Man. yes. So, as always, peace, love, prosperity, and we'll see y'all in the next one. Love.